the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 written by the preacher who was the preacher Solomon how come Lenny has to answer our in-house rabbi didn't anybody else know come on scholars uh, well thank God that we're going to be getting a new building that way we'll be able to have more classes and more teachings of what we need to do we've been having to rent buildings whenever we have classes but once we get our own building Hallelujah. We're going to be having all kinds of classes, awesome classes, module classes, uh, uh, you know, teachings from God's Word. Uh, newcomers class will be able to meet there. So much will be able to transpire and go on for God's kingdom there in a new, new building. The title of my sermon here for today is To Pete Giddings with Love. You know how I've been dedicating different ones to different people? I had one to, uh, I think I had one to uh, 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 Fidel Castro with love. We had uh, all kinds of different, uh, 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 Jason Giambi with love. Uh, and I saw him the other day. I was at the, uh, by near the locker room there in, at, the, at the A's, and, you know, I was looking, I was wondering, oh, my God, does he know that I, is he going to get me? No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Okay, but this one is, how many know Pete, Pete Giddings is? Uh, weatherman. Uh, and, and, you know, both songs, again, they didn't know they were going to sing. We just called them, and, uh, but both songs went right along with today's message. And uh, so that was orchestrated and choreographed in the very heavenlies for our sake. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4 says let's begin reading in verse 1 why not cast your bread upon the waters for after many days you will find it again give portions of seven yes to eight for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land if clouds are full of water they pour rain upon the earth whether a tree falls to the south or to the north in the place where it falls there will it lie nobody knows Whoever watches or observes the wind will not plant. And whoever observes or looks at the clouds will not reap. Father, we pray that we would observe your word above all else. And we would be the responsible individuals and church and people you desire us to be. We would observe your word. We would be diligent in your word. Let us be students of your word and believe and trust your word and your spirit above all else. Even the storms in our lives. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody together said, Amen. Greet one another one more time in the love of the Lord. Prior to your being seated. Praise God. Well, we got a good turnout here today. In that, a lot of people are gone. Everybody called me and told me and said, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be hither and thither. And I was wondering what kind of a turnout we'd have. But then some of you are also visiting uh, from other places and you're here with your family. So we welcome you to Victory Outreach. Amen. And uh, soon, again, we should be getting our own building, and uh, it's all just a matter of time. We've been putting our finances together, our, our prayers together, and after 18 years, it's, it looks like, you know, probably even next week, we'll be able to give you the date that we're going to be uh, moving into the place, and that would be very appropriate, because next Sunday will be exactly to the date, okay, uh, uh, July the 11th is when we began our church services, uh, 18 years to that date, and, uh, 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 you know, so... It would be, again, very, very spiritually appropriate to have the dates where we're going to have our new building, a place of our own, after 18 years. Praise God. Okay, let's get into God's word here. The writer of Ecclesiastes, and again, many of them believe it to be Solomon, so do I, okay? And when you read the accounts in Proverbs that he wrote, a Song of Solomon that he wrote, and Ecclesiastes, and especially that book, okay, it, it, it shows you that this man... He dealt and delved in a number of areas of life. All kinds. Bible says he gave himself totally and wholeheartedly at one time to pleasure. Then he gave himself to knowledge. 
Then he gave himself to philosophy. Then he gave himself to literature. He went from place to place looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for purpose, looking for the reason of life, but he was looking in all the wrong places. Uh, a number of things that, that would try to fulfill and satisfy his longings within him, but he couldn't find it. Uh, he accumulated, the Bible says, after that, great wealth. He became a man of, of great culture. And as you read, you know, his li- about his life here in, in Ecclesiastes, he is very tempted, very, very tempted near the end, to call and to label everything under the sun. What's that word? Vanity. Vanity of vanities. In other words, ain't nothing for real, man. It's all vain. What's the use? Uh, I mean, man, I do this, I do that, I get myself, and, and, and I can't seem to come up with any good conclusion. But if you read the end, it says, what is the conclusion of the matter? Uh, and he tells you right there. See, he doesn't quite go that far to call everything total vanity. He almost does. Then he concludes that if, you know, that faith in the things of God and in trusting God, they have a great reward. That's how he concludes the book. Faith and trust in Almighty God. That's uh, what has its dividends. And here in Ecclesiastes, okay, chapter 11, is one of those very powerful proverbs that all men would do well to, to, to consider, or it says it to observe. Some of your translations say consider, doesn't it? Consider. Watch. Observe. Check it out, Holmes. Uh, burn the midnight oil over this, this issue here. And Solomon is saying that we must have faith. We must not allow doubt to interfere with our duties. That's what I'm going to be the theme of my message here today. Don't let doubt, don't let storms, don't let you know, the things in life interfere with your responsibilities and your duties. I mean, who just loves to get up in the morning and go to work? Nobody. I'll answer it for you real quick. Uh, I mean, every Monday, don't you want to shoot the alarm? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, oh, it's Monday. Oh, okay. well, somebody already wrote a song for you. Blue Monday. And I think the words go, and Tuesday's just as bad. Uh, my goodness. Uh, a lot of people are like that. Vanity. And they're not really looking forward to, 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 to these things. But you've got to get up and go to work. That's your duty. You've got to do it. Um, see, we mustn't let the ignorance of the future, or our ignorance of the future, stifle us from doing what demands in our present. That's what the scripture's trying to tell us. These four scriptures that we read here. Solomon is saying that, yes, in life there will be certain things beyond our control, like the wind, the clouds, the rain. How long I preach? You have no control. Uh, even if you had a remote control, somebody would fast forward me on. <laughs> you get to the every head bowed, every eye closed. But I'd rewind. <laughs> and I'd come back to where I'm at right now. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> you got to, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. You need faith. That's what it's all about here today. Uh, see, often in regards to the future, there's just so many uncertainties. Uh, when I was just a little girl, I asked my father, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? Well, that's a girl singing. Uh, will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Uh, here's what she said to me. Uh, the future's on ours to see. I'm just throwing that in. Uh, I can't sing like the other two that sang earlier. 
Uh, but there's a lot of uncertainties when it comes to the future. And Solomon is saying here, take, for instance, the weather. See, man can calculate, man can formulate all that they want to. But then, my friend, all of a sudden comes El Nino. All of a sudden now comes La Nina. I mean, we have the phenomenon of weather called El Nino. Now it's La Nina. We're barely finally getting a little bit of summer. Uh, but we can think that we can control things. We can, you know, try to understand these things. But then God does, the wind comes from where it comes from, the Bible says. And it does what it wants to go, and it ends where it wants to go. Uh, St. John talks about that. See, in the study of weather, there's a word called, and Pete Giddings is one of these, meteorolo meteorologist. Say that four times fast. Hallelujah. Meteor, oh my goodness. Uh, I have to have Lupus prayer group help me on this one, you know. Meteori meteorology. There it is. Uh, and this meteorology is not all that scientific today, let alone back when Solomon was writing these words. It's not that scientific. That's why I've entitled this sermon to Pete Giddies with love. You try and predict, Pete. Uh, oh, I mean, how many times have you been? I've stayed up to 11 to watch the news, and Pete Giddies says, tomorrow is going to be, and then we wake up tomorrow, and it's not. Uh, hey, Pete, no get too. What happened here, Pete? Uh, because, they, well, see, even today we're not that good, and we have satellites all over the place. We have a lot of meteorology stuff, and we still can't predict what's going to happen. Uh, now, to a farmer, of which this is being written to, to a farmer. Okay, weather means a lot to a farmer. And, and to the farmer, the Bible says that, you know, meteorology and the weather, they play a really, really only a small role in a farmer's life. Because man does not have a good handle on the way the wind and the rain are going to be. Now, weather is very important to a farmer, but he ain't got a handle on the thing. Not that good. The writer here in Ecclesiastes is telling us that if a man, if a farmer, if a Christian, uh, is to be successful and get along in life and get along in business as a farmer, because farming is a business, he must be willing to take a risk. Uh, I mean, this is the kind of Christian we need to be anyways. Risk-taking Christians. Uh, that's what he's telling us here. He must not allow his ignorance of the future to stop and to stifle him from doing the duties of the present. Are you with me? Uh, I mean, we have a lot of things we got to do. People didn't come to church today because they observed they had the flu. In Spanish, they call it flujera. Uh, there's a word called, you know, that means flojo. That means, that means he likes to snore. Uh, he was ironing what? Ear. Uh, they got up and the other ear wasn't ironed, so they turned. And right now, they're all plugged in. They're all ironing ear. Uh, because they observed, no, 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 they can't. You know, the weather's too good today to go to church. Uh, see, we can spout and we can shout and criticize the weather all we want to. But that won't make one inch of a difference. I don't like the weather. It doesn't matter. It's going to do whatever it wants to do. Uh, the weather is still going to be the weather, whether we like it or not. Uh, ain't it going to change for you? <laughs> you ain't that powerful. Uh, our criticism cannot stop the rain. Get out and make it. Rain, rain, go away. Little Johnny wants to play. The rain can't hear you. 
Ah. Criticism cannot stop the rain. Ah. Criticism can't really stop God's set principles in life. Not at all. It can't. God has certain set principles in life. They cannot be altered by our criticism. See, the writer in Ecclesiastes, he learned a lot. Very wise individual. Okay? Proverbs he wrote. Son of Solomon. Ecclesiastes. He learned a lot. And this is one of the things that he's wanting to tell us. If a farmer tried to change things, especially the weather, through criticism, uh, he'd have a hard time in life. That's what he's, he's talking to farmers here. Christians, actually. If every storm unnerved a farmer, uh, if every hurricane harassed him, and he wouldn't plant or he wouldn't, and, he, and he wouldn't harvest, his life would be over. If the farmer would get up in the morning and say, oh, man, it's raining too hard. Oh, too, too much wind. You're going to stay in here. Mess with the remote. Uh, uh, no reap, no eat. No plant, no food. That's what the writer of Ecclesiastes is trying to say here. See, ignorance of the future is no cause and no excuse for inaction. We're all called to be Christian farmers. And you want to go to church. You come to church. Oh, my God. I got to be careful with this. This is ours. I've been known to break pulpits. But I better, uh-oh. Uh, this is ours. <laughs> uh, but listen, you can't, just because you don't feel like coming to church. I don't feel like coming to church. You get over here. Don't observe the wind and all that stuff and the rain. Because you're not going to receive. See, doubt is no reason for continual delay. Farmers cannot wait for the perfect day to be able to sow or to reap. Ah, oh, today's nice. I think I'll go to church today. It's Easter. It's the perfect day to go to church. Ah, uh, no. Uh, we, we cannot do that. A farmer has to know, my friend, he has to know the times and the seasons and then just go for it. Just do it. You get up on Sunday, just come to church. Just do it. Then, once the farmer plants, uh, he must then trust the great laws of the universe, the principles of seed time and harvest that the Bible speaks about to take effect. He, he has done his job. He's done his part. Now everything is out of his control. If he were to allow the wind and the rain to dictate his every move, that would be proof positive, my friend, that he was not cut out to be a farmer. If you allow the wind and the weather and the rain to dictate when you're going to study God's word, when you're going to witness, when you're going to come to church, then that's the fact, my friend, that proof positive, you're not cut out to be a Christian. You're not. You know, feel like you today. Uh, see, criticism paralyzes people. It can't do a thing, criticism. And farmers know that. Farmers like Christians need faith. The just shall live by faith. That's why I always say the just shall give by faith too. Uh, when you're going to, you, you know, I can't afford to give. That's why preachers always say you can't afford not to give. Because you've got to plant. But you don't know my bills. But I know the Bible. Uh, you don't know my bills. You don't know me. I have, I have, no. I have a heavy chuck habit going on. Uh, no. Don't observe the wind or the belly. Ah. Uh, you got to do by faith what God has called you to do. Those are your responsibilities. To tithe, to give, to plant. And then ultimately, in due season, to reap. Um, see, farmers have nothing to do 
with bringing in the storms and the rains. It's out of their control. But when the storms do come, when the storms do hit, a farmer must not get all unnerved. He mustn't get, you know, allow that, you know, the, the, all that stuff to keep him from doing his duties and doing his jobs. Them that live godly in Christ Jesus might suffer persecution. Could suffer persecution. Uh, what does it say? Shall suffer persecution. Trials are par for the course. It's part of Christianity. Count it all joy. When you fall under diverse temptations, don't get up and out of shape. Man, I didn't know it was going to be so hard being a Christian. Well, then you didn't read the Bible. Ah, uh, no. Man. See, don't criticize too much. Don't calculate too much. The Bible, that's, what, that's what the Bible says here. Because if we do, you might not sow and you may not reap. Ah, uh, no wonder they call it calculate. Late. Late. Uh, calculating. Oh, no. Oh, no. Today's not a good day to go to church. Uh, calculate. Calculating breeds criticism. And criticism, I've mentioned earlier right now, it paralyzes. It never evangelizes. We can't go. We can't do this. We, can't, we don't have enough. We don't, we don't, no, no, no. Criticism paralyzes and it never evangelizes. And that's really, my friend, what, what I'm dealing with here today. Uh, just because of our future being uncertain, it's no reason to criticize and no reason to calculate. Well, we don't have our building yet. Well, get a good word. Yet. Uh, because if, you know, if we calculate too much, we're not going to plant and then we're not going to reap. Uh, we need to understand that. Good farmers know that. And so do good Christians. We understand that. Too much calculating stifles farmers. Too much criticism never grows a harvest for any farmer. Too much criticism. Uh, too much calculating. And the same principle apply, applies for Christians as well. See, Solomon is actually admonishing the, the businessman, the farmer. Solomon is cautioning against being too prudent and not taking risks and not taking ventures in life. The just shall live by faith. And, and faith takes, it, it, it's adventurous. It takes a lot of risk, faith. I told you before, we went to Manila. Man. Now, years later, see, we went to Manila with only three phone numbers in our pocket. When, and when we went, I called it faith back then. Today I call it a lot of, a lot of other words, you know, borderline stupidity. <laughs> but back then I got on the plane real. God has called us. Come on, Daniel. Come on, Richard. Where you, go? you know, but now I look back. Three phone numbers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but you got to do it by faith. But look at the results now. Ah, can some of you are going to have that opportunity to go. August 2nd through 11th, we have a team going. Almost 40 people, 39 people are going to be going. Ah, and only two from our church. The other 37 are from other churches. Hallelujah. That's the wedge principle. God is moving. See, now, again, don't be too prudent. That's what Solomon is saying here. He's saying that, that a wise businessman, a wise farmer, will not allow doubt and fears to overcome and to overtake his risks and his ventures of faith. Solomon is saying that a true sailor, my friend, will, he will not keep his boat in the port because of the looming dangers of the storms, the fogs, and the, the fear of collision with another boat. No. It is not his business as a sailor to let his ship rot in the harbor. He will do his job and he's going to do it well. He will equip his boat 
Ah, he's going to equip his fellow sailors with as much skill as possible, as much care and concern as possible. Then he's going to send the boat out to the harvest of the sea. Tuna. He's going to send it out. But if he doesn't do that, he ain't going to eat. Look at Psalms 107. I've used this scripture several times, but I decided to interject it here as well because it's a very powerful scripture. I don't think I could use the scripture enough. But, you know, that's what sailors got to do. It's not always going to be the perfect day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, I ain't never seen one beautiful day in the neighborhood. (laughs) Uh, But we got to get in there. Do you have Psalms 107? Verses 23 and 24. Others went out on the what? What does C mean to the, to the Jew? Mystery. That's what it means, okay? Jews, whenever you use the word C, it meant a mystery. Others went out on the sea as a mystery in ships. They were merchants of the mighty waters, or businessmen. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. Not in the little shallow three feet. It's not over here by the port. I'm Papa the sailor man. Boop, boop. Ah, poop, poop might be right. Ah, but you translate that. I don't, you know. We gotta get out there where the where the deep where the fish are, where the where the where the sharks are, out there where the where the the, the, the whales are, out there where the souls are. We gotta get out there where God's at. I don't even think God hangs out in the three feet. God hangs out in the mighty waters out there. We can't afford it. God just sitting out there waiting, waiting for a victory outreach boat to come along or somebody, somebody a God boat or some kind of some boat from Elko, any place, hallelujah, huh? any place. He's just waiting in the mighty water, just waiting there. Ooh, here comes Pineda with three phone numbers. <laughs> gotta go to work. Gotta go to work. We got a guy. Man, look at these three guys. Uh, one phone number each. Uh, look at this. And then God gets ready. All right, let's go to work. Uh, man, I'm telling you, you, sh- you should have been with me that day. I know Richard and, 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 and Daniel, they were with me that day. When we got out, we're at the Holiday Inn. We said, we can't sleep, let's go out there. God just started moving Whew, in the Philippines. It was powerful. Those of you that go to the Philippines, you know what I'm talking about. You know, man. Uh, that's the mighty waters in the deep. See, the Bible says here in Psalm 107 that some of the Jews, they were afraid of the mystery of the, of the sea. But it says there, others, others that weren't afraid. I hope I'm talking about you. Others. Could that be you? It'd be like Don Summers used to be when he used to preach. Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Are you an other? Uh, if I had my others, my rathers, hallelujah. Uh, he says, the other ones, they weren't afraid. Some were landlubbers because the Jews are landlubbers. They're, they don't like to hang out of the boats. But others, I'm talking to you and me. Others. Victory outreach, others ah, went out on the sea. Didn't give an oliasi. I didn't cast us right. I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. Ah, others got on the ships, merchants in the mighty waters. They, not the poo poo Christians. Not the sissy Christians, they, others, 
hope is you. They got on a ship. Ah, they saw what God was able to do in Manila. They saw what God was able to do in India. They saw what God was able to do in Hayward, California. They, the ones that got on the ship that weren't afraid. They saw the wonders. His wonders works in the deep. Ah, his wonderful works, not ours. You want to see God? Get in the boat. I don't know. I just got saved. I don't know about this church. You don't have to just... I've been doing this since I first got saved. It works if you just got saved and if you've been saved as long as me. Pastor Methuselah. Uh, remember I had a sermon called Methuselah or Medusalat? Uh, get in the boat. We're hitting some place. We're going some place. You know, many times I wish people could just hang out with me all the time. Larry flew with me today. I was real quiet, though, because I was getting ready for this. Uh, he flew with me. But come here, Larry. I'm going to give you a minute to preach. I'm going to give him a minute to... He just got back. There's another. He just got back from the mother church. Others see the mother of church. Hallelujah. He got on the boat. Andre Crouch, the greatest Christian writer of all time... Came up to him yesterday. And then, so you tell him what happened. You got one minute. Amen. Hallelujah. First of all, I want to thank God. Amen. He gave me the opportunity to go somewhere and do something. Amen. It was, um, I'm broken because I knew I was only God. Just what Pastor was talking about. When you take that step of faith, you see God in the picture, amen? And I had to take a step of faith, and I seen God in the picture, amen? God came through. Not only did, you know, I, I got blessed by being there, but um, we pulled off something that I thought, you know, was going to be very hard. A lot of prayer went behind it, and that was to feed everybody that was there. And it wasn't just, you know, a little time thing. It was a, one of the best weddings you ever would see and ever will see, amen? It's the best wedding I have ever seen. They put so much, so, so much work into it. Um, and then you have all these big people there, and, and they asked me to oversee all the food. I mean, oversee everything of anything to do with the food, the plates, everything. I had to oversee everything. And, and it was just a step of faith because, you know, they had all these other people there, about five Five other chefs there, and they were all talking about how they graduated from their culinary arts of school, and they went to this, and they cooked at this restaurant, and they cooked at this, um, war, what's it called, that restaurant, I mean, that hotel in New York, and how they did all this stuff, and I'm just sitting there thinking, amen, I hope they don't ask me what, I been, what school I went to, amen, I, I was like, well, I dropped out in eighth grade, you know what I'm saying, I didn't say nothing, I was just being humble, just being a servant. And next thing you know, I get a look by Sister Julie, and she says, Larry, I want you to oversee this. And I was just like just blown away when she said that. And then I thought, okay, I'll just oversee it. They know what they're doing. I'll just get their numbers, you know, whatever they give me. And they say that I need this much food. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll make sure they get their food. But it wasn't like that. I had to oversee everything to do with the food, amen. And God just moved. I just stepped out in faith, and I was answering things I didn't even know I knew, amen. And God just came through. Amen. One of the best moments for me that, that made, me, made me feel worth it is when I asked Sister Lisa um, to go ask Pastor Julie and Sister, Pastor, Pastor Sonny and Sister Julie if they like the food. I go, radio back on the radio, just say yes or no. That's all. 
And then when she got over to their table, she calls me back. She says, Larry. And I said, all right, hello, this is Larry. And it was Sister Julie. She goes, this is Sister, Sister Julie. I just want to tell you, this is the best. This is the best. And it, and it did something when she said it. Then she said, Pastor Sonny is just bragging about it. He said, it is so good. He goes, and one of the things that, that hit me when she said is, he can't believe it's in-house stuff. Amen. Do you know what I'm saying? He can't believe it was one of us pulling off something like this. But it was a step of faith. It was a step of faith. It was nothing that I did. I probably can't do it. I can't even cook for my family. But it was a step of faith. And then Andre Crouch comes into the kitchen where we're at. And, he, and, and they escorted him to me. And he says, I had to find whoever pulled this off. That food is so good. The food is great. And he, and he just began to tell me about the food. And I'm just standing in awe just like, all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just standing in awe. And then this backup singer or the lady that sings with her just came and gave me a hug. And she says, you got it going on. And I'm like, it's all faith. It's only by God that I was able to be even done. Amen. There's a lot. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Faith. Uh, don't let the weather paralyze you. Don't be so critical. Uh, see, any farmer... And any businessman does not expect the ideal and perfect day to come around that often. But yet the farmer knows and the businessman knows he needs to plan anyways. Sometimes really even when it comes to giving, I can't, you got to do it. There's not going to be a perfect day to tithe. No. See, if a, if a farmer pays too much attention to the wind, he's never going to plant. Uh, he's too critical, too calculating, and he's never going to reap. And what did I say earlier? No reap, no eat. Ah, see, too much is relying on your decision to go work. Uh, criticism will get you nowhere fast. See, a person's goals and their vision can sometimes be their own worst enemy. And I'm going to conclude by, by dealing with this, okay, in my sermon here today. Your vision and your goals can be your own worst enemy. Ah, goals and vision can work, you know, to mess with you and terrorize you as well as spur you on. Okay, stay with me now as I get close to closing. Goals can be great for you. Visions can be great for you. We have a great vision of Victory Outreach. But they can also mess with you. They can terrorize you. Uh, they can either spur you on or stop you dead on your tracks. Now, how? Well, take, for instance, a writer or an artist. Okay? If he becomes too critical, too critical of his work and other people's work, his goal and his vision is so high, so stringent, that he stops attempting anything at all. I can't produce like I did before. We can't grow anymore. This is baby stuff. We're just getting going. I, I, I can't do this. I mean, I, this is as far as I can go. I petered out the Peter principle. Well, he was the real Peter principle. The apostle Peter. Ah, he went on and on and on anyways. Ah, you never know what God's going to bless. You never know when God's going to bring the explosion. See, but this, the writer... He becomes too observant, too meticulous, too calculating. See, there's really nothing wrong with having high ideals and high goals. As long as they work to spur you on, not stop you. Goals and visions should inspire us not tire us. Some people will say, no, 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 no. You know, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if this can happen. Yes, it can. Uh, 
See, Solomon here, in Ecclesiastes 11.4, he's saying that criticism cannot stand in the way of the laws of the harvest. Or any law of business, or any law of farming, or any law of Christianity. But you got to know the Bible. That's why I said here, observe the word, not the wind. Observe God's Bible, not the storms or the trials. Everybody's going to have trials. But observe the word. What does God have to say? See, just because a person can be a biologist, uh, have a number of degrees in biology, that will not affect the flight of an eagle. It won't. Uh, and, and, and that's a study. Biology is a study of, of animals and all that, you know. But it's not going to uh, uh, you know, affect the flight of an eagle. The eagle doesn't know about biology. He didn't graduate from Stanford. Huh? He didn't graduate from eighth grade. Ah, uh, you eagle, you. Ah, uh, but he just knows how to fly. And Christians, like eagles, are ca- called to fly. We're called to soar, to mount up with wings as eagles. And if a person is a geologist, and he knows everything about the soil, if he knows everything about the earth, that doesn't move the earth. Ah, uh, the earth still moves when it wants to. Californians, you should know that. Well, I am a geologist, and I know a lot about the earth, and I... Run for shelter. That's why I don't want to break it. I'm just kidding. Uh, That doesn't move the earth, just because you're a biologist, geologist, and optometrist, and all that stuff. No, it moves when it wants to move, when God tells it to move. Ah... We can calculate and criticize all that we want. But the earth is still going to move. And the eagle is still going to fly. And Victor Average is still going to do what God's called him to do. Plain and simple. That's it right there. See, Solomon is saying that it is downright stupid and dumb to think that even a Christian work should stop over a few storms and over a few hurricanes. Come on! No up. If you know up, you can grow up. No, them that know their word shall do exploits. But if you're just a little elementary in God's word, they're not going to do too much. Don't observe the wind. Don't observe the, the, the rain and the hurricanes. No way. Florida is not going anywhere just because there's a few hurricanes. California ain't going anywhere just because there's a few, you know, earthquakes. And victory outreach ain't going anywhere just because there's a few storms. No. Florida, California, others. Ah, you and I. Life still goes on. Pete Giddings. Eagles still fly. Ah, geysers still erupt. And so do people full of the Holy Ghost. Yeah! Ah. Biology, geology, zoology, chemistry, they all have their limitations. Yeah, they do. And so does criticism. That's what Ecclesiastes is trying to tell us here. So do roaring lions. Ah. See, roaring lions will, will try and keep us from being soaring lions. Now, the devil's going to try and... Rah! Remember what I said before? The devil is what? As a roaring lion. 
And only lions that roar are the ones that have no teeth or, or they, they, can't, they can't fight that good. Real lions don't roar. What do they do? They eat. They eat. They, they, don't, they don't roar. They do something they like. Mmm, Taco Bell. Ah, come over here, Danis. Ah, hamburgers. Ah, but the ones that roar, they try to keep you from soaring, are the roaring lions. And if you freeze, then they got you. But as long as you, ah, roaring lions, shut up. Get away, kitty, 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 kitty. You ain't got no teeth. But only people that know their word will understand that. But the rest of them get all free. Oh, he got me here. What's an addict? I was an addict. I'm never going to change. Lion devil. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Don't observe from the wind. Don't observe the rain. Don't observe the hurricane. Don't observe the earthquake. Observe God's word. Others. And I hope I'm talking to you. And I hope I'm talking to me. I love being one part of the others. Getting in there, man. I've been a Christian 25 and a half years. And the best t- times in my life are when I become another. When I do stuff and just, just get out there and do it. Uh, they call, ask us to do this, ask us to do, to do that. Uh, man, it's so exciting. Ventures. That's what I've been talking about. Risk and venture. Christianity is, a, is adventurous. I dare you to be a real Christian. I double dare you. Be a real Christian. Watch what happens. I'm probably going to want to hang out with you. Can I go with you, Larry? I want every head bowed and every eye close. He that observes the wind will not plant. He that observes the clouds will not reap. And I would dare say, he that observes the wind, he that observes the clouds will not be a Christian can't be a real Christian can't criticism should not stop your Christianity we should still give we should still do we should still pray we should still fast we should still witness irregardless of the weather whether or not I'm going to be a Christian every head is bowed and every close prayer to God moving in ministry you know who you are that has been going through storms there's a reason why God gave me the sermon there's a reason there's some of you here today you've been going through some heavy hurricanes don't lie to yourself don't lie to nobody but don't observe the earthquake don't observe the wind because you can't be a real Christian you cling to that old rugged cross you cling to God's word and you know who you are. If that's you here this morning, Fourth of July fireworks can happen in your heart here today. Fourth of July fireworks can happen in your life. The power, the dunamis, the glory of God can flow inside of your life today. If that's you here this morning, you want me to pray for you from all over this place. If every head is bowed and every act closed, Spirit of God moving and ministering. If that's you, I'm going to ask you simply to slip out of your seat and come and bend the knee to Jesus here at this altar. The altars are open. You know who you are. The altar is open. You need to come to the altar. I'm going to ask you quickly to slip out of your seat. The title was to Pete Giddings with love, but it could have been to you with love. 
Could have been to me with love. Could have been to any bona fide, hardcore, hope to die, hallelujah, Christian. That's in the middle of a storm right now. I'm going to ask you to slip out of your seat and make your way under this altar. I'm going to pray believing for the dunamis power of God to work inside your life. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm going to believe for victory. Anybody else ever hit us to bomb? Every right close, prayer to God, still moving in ministry. Say, the servant was for me. And I want to culminate it. I want to end it in prayer. I want to finish it in prayer, Pastor Steve. As every head is still bowed, every eye still closed. Say, the servant was for me. And I want you to pray for me, Brother Steve. I'm going to ask you quickly to slip by their seat. Make your way under this altar. Let me pray for you. Anyone else? This is my last call that we're going to pray. I'm going to wait a little bit longer because... Because I always do. I believe it's worth it. I will serve you, Lord. Anyone else? For the rest of my you need to come to the altar. The altar is still open. The opportunity is still here for you. I will sing for you. They play softly there on the piano. The rest of you in the audience, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet, please, and stretch your hands forth this way. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask some of you counselors, some of you that are having victory in your life, to come and pray with these here. I'm going to ask some counselors to quickly slip out of their seat and come and pray with these that are here. We covet your prayers. We need your prayers. They need your help. We're a body ministry. We're a family. And we need to pray for each other. You want to call her? Excuse me. Have her come. Right here, please. Yes. Hallelujah. Just come right here, right here, right here. Just come right here. I want to say a prayer for you. Okay. I'm going to have her stand proxy for everybody here. Hallelujah. She's going to stand in the place of everybody. I'm going to lay hands on her. Hallelujah. I sense in my spirit that God is ministering to her life. The rest of you, stretch your hands for this way, please. We need your prayers. Father, right now I pray for our entire flock that is here right now, Lord God, at this altar. But Lord God, we're laying hands, Lord God, my sister here, Lord God. Lord, as she stands in the stead, Lord God, of everybody, Jesus. If you can touch her, you can touch anybody. Tanta la Jehová. En el nombre de Cristo Jesús te la pedimos, Señor. From the top of her head to the tip of her toes. I pray comfort. Christianity. I pray your word into her heart. I pray faith, Lord God, into her soul. In Jesus' name, as she stands proxy, Lord God. Pray victory, Jesus, like never before. Total victory there. That's God. That's God. This is Dios. That's God. That's God. 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 Lord, as you're loving her, love them all. Lord God, love them all. Lord God, love them all, Jesus. They are so precious in your sight. They are so precious, Lord God, of whom you died for. We stand in their place. Lord God, we're standing in the gap, Lord God, for those that are going through it right now. Calm the storm, Father God. Get out from behind the boat, Lord God, and go to the front and say peace. Calm the hurricane. Calm the earthquake. Calm the storm, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Let there be victory on the 4th of July. Let there be victory on the 4th of July. Let there be victory on the 4th of July. Let there be victory on the 4th of July. Let there be fireworks on the 4th of July. Jesus. Shaquilla la la
let God have his way. Lord, have your way. I pray for every soul at this altar, Lord God. Intervene. Save. Save. Forgive. Those who need forgiveness of sins, ask Him to forgive you right there where you're at. And open up your heart to Him. Those who need forgiveness of sins, ask Him to forgive you right there where you're at. Ask Him to, He wants to forgive you. Ask Him to forgive you. Open up your heart to Him. Let Him love you. Let Him love you. Let Him love you. Father, I ask you to love them on purpose. Oh God, love them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Kiss their hurts. Heal their hearts. You know, I sense God expanding people's hearts. I, I, I sense a big expansion of people's hearts. Wow. God can do so much through an expanded heart. Cut the circumcision of the heart, Jesus. And expand the heart. Expand the heart. Let them hurt for the lost. Let them hurt for their family, for their friends. Let them have a hurting heart others, others others let them be the others that got on the boat, that got on the ship Father God, right now I pray for all the others that are here Lord God that they would have eyes of faith they saw the glory of the Lord His wondrous works in the deep let them see what we've seen Jesus and more, and more and more let this church see, Lord God, their vision come to fruition, that it come to pass, to augment, and to help Pastor Sonny's vision, the vision of Victory Outreach Ministries. Jesus' name. Let's sing another song here. Let's do a song here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those in the, in the altar, don't feel like you can just stay there in God's presence. Let me be changed when I enter in to the glory of the Lord. Reconcile. Let me be changed as I draw near to the presence of Holy God. Fire, purify my heart in the flame. Fill me anew as I worship you in the beauty of your holy name. Lord, send down, send down your all comes to me. Fire, pure. Fill me anew as I worship you in the beauty of your holy name. Let me be changed when I enter to the glory of the Lord. Draw near to the presence of 
soul counts I'm expecting next Sunday to be packed out Saul Elder Saul Garcia will be here then in the evening you got to be there early limited seating we're going to have to put chairs on the foyer outside okay but every amen counts that's why when we grow it helps to grow evangelize uh, don't criticize evangelize don't paralyze evangelize Again, just because there's a few hurricanes, Florida ain't going away. Just because there's a few earthquakes, California ain't going away. Just because it's raining. Just because there's trials. We ain't going away. Christians don't go away. They still do their duty. What's your duty? To give, to tithe, to pray, to fast, to come to church. Just because there's a few rains and clouds doesn't mean you can't come to church. You gotta go to church. That's your duty. Just because it's sunny. Uh, yeah. Sometimes we don't want to come to church. Oh, how nice weather. How weird Christmas can be. Uh, it's ugly. I don't, I'm not going to go to church today. It's great. I'm not going to go to church today. Ay, ay, ay. Father, I pray for us to be real farmers, real Christians. Just because there's a few storms in our life doesn't mean that we're going to run or go away. Not at all. We're still going to uphold our responsibilities just because we don't know the future when we're going to get into our building eagles are still going to fly Christians are still going to do what you call them to do but Lord we thank you for the place that you've gotten us a place of our own allow Lord God the, the pledges to come in Lord God let it not be put in the back burner but we need those pledges Lord God to be able to pay off the, that second loan Lord God Lord we pray blessings upon the Christian farmers 
those that have not given in that have kept their hand to the plow that we talked about on Wednesday and not looked back not looked to their left or to the right but kept going on and now the plow that most powerful of tools but not just anybody can handle it let us be real farmers you preached to us on Wednesday about the plow even today about farming let us keep furrowing let us keep going on irregardless of whatever comes our way we bless you and praise you in Jesus name everybody together said